This is the Wikipedia page for SARS-CoV-2, Omicron variant, part three of four. You're listening to the podcast where we read Wikipedia articles every day and provide commentary. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and consider donating at patreon.com slash wikilistenpodcast so we can continue to create this show. You can find us on social media at wikilisten and at wikilisten.com. Welcome to Wikilisten. I'm Victor Bernardo, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. This article needs more medical references for verification or relies too heavily on primary sources. For the latest information about the Omicron variant, check out the CDC's website at cdc.gov. Diagnosis. The FDA has published guidelines on how PCR tests will be affected by Omicron. Tests that detect multiple gene targets will continue to identify the testee as positive for COVID-19. S-gene dropout or target failure has been proposed as a shorthand way of differentiating Omicron from Delta. The variant may be identified by sequencing and genotyping. The BA1 lineage, but not the BA2 lineage, can be identified by S-gene target failure, SGTF, of the TechPath assay, a trait shared with subsets of SARS-CoV-2 alpha variant. Several other commercial assays can be used, though they test for different amino acid substitutions. Prevention. As with other variants, the World Health Organization recommended that people continue to keep enclosed spaces well ventilated, avoid crowding and close contact, wear well-fitting masks, clean hands frequently, and get vaccinated. That sounds reasonable. (laughs) Yeah. On 26 November 2021, BioNTech said that it would know in two weeks whether the current vaccine is effective against the variant and that an updated vaccine could be shipped in 100 days if necessary. AstraZeneca, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson were also studying the variant's impact on the effectiveness of their vaccines. On the same day, Novavax stated that it was developing an updated vaccine requiring two doses for the Omicron variant, which the company expected to be ready for testing and manufacturing within a few weeks. On 29 November 2021, the Gamalaya Institute said that Sputnik Light should be effective against the variant, that it would begin adapting Sputnik 5, and that a modified version could be ready for mass production in 45 days. Sinovac said it could quickly mass-produce an inactivated vaccine against the variant and that it was monitoring studies and collecting samples of the variant to determine if a new vaccine is needed. On 7 December 2021, at a symposium in Brazil with its partner Instituto Butantan, Sinovac said it would update its vaccine to the new variant and make it available in three months. On December 2nd, the Finley Institute was already developing a version of Soberana Plus against the variant. On 29th of November 2021, the World Health Organization said cases and infections are expected among those vaccinated, albeit in a small and predictable proportion. On 7 December 2021, preliminary results from a laboratory test conducted at the Africa Health Research Institute in Durban with 12 people who received the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine found a 41-fold reduction in neutralizing antibody activity against the variant in some of the samples. 
This is a big reduction, but it does not mean that the variant can escape vaccines completely, so vaccination with current vaccines is still recommended. Neutralizing antibody activity against the variant was greater in those fully vaccinated after being infected about a year earlier. Effectiveness estimates will likely change as more data is collected, as antibodies generated by vaccination vary widely between individuals and the sample was small. On 8 December 2021, Pfizer and BioNTech reported that preliminary data indicated that a third dose of the vaccine would provide a similar level of neutralizing antibodies against the variant as seen against other variants after two doses. On the 10th of December 2021, the UK Health Security Agency reported that early data indicated a 20 to 40 fold reduction in neutralizing activity for Omicron by Sera from Pfizer two dose vaccinees relative to earlier strains and a 20 fold reduction relative to Delta. The reduction was greater in Sera from AstraZeneca's two dose vaccinees, falling below the detectable threshold. An nRNA booster dose produced a similar increase in neutralizing activity regardless of the vaccine used for primary vaccination. After a booster dose, usually with an mRNA vaccine, vaccine effectiveness against symptomatic disease was at 70 to 75 percent, and the effectiveness against severe disease was expected to be higher. On 26 November 2021, the WHO asked nations to do the following. Enhance surveillance and sequencing efforts to better understand circulating SARS-CoV-2 variants. Submit complete genome sequences and associated metadata to a publicly available database such as GISAID. Report initial cases clusters associated with virus of concern infection to World Health Organization, the, IR, the IHR mechanism. Where capacity exists and in coordination with the international community, perform field investigations and laboratory assessments to improve understanding of the potential impacts of the virus of concern on COVID-19 epidemiology severity and the effectiveness of public health and social measures diagnostic methods, immune responses, antibody neutralization, or other relevant characteristics. Treatment. Corticosteroids such as dexamethasone and IL-6 receptor blockers such as toxilzumab, akimra, are known to be effective for managing patients with the earliest strains of severe COVID-19. The impact on the effectiveness of other treatments was being assessed in 2021. On 29 November 2021, Pfizer CEO Albert Borlaw said that Pfizer had submitted an emergency use authorization application to the FDA for development of the RNA virus antiviral drug Paxlovid, and the company was confident that it could treat the Omicron variant. Merck and Ridgeback were evaluating the anti- RNA virus drug molnupiravir for Omicron treatment at the time. Relating to monoclonal antibodies, MABs, treatment similar testing and research is ongoing. Preclinical data on in vitro pseudotyped virus data demonstrates that some MABs designed to use highly conserved epitopes retain neutralizing activity against key mutations of Omicron substitutions. 
Current data suggests Omicron would cause significant humoral immune evasion while neutralizing antibodies targeting the Sarbecovirus conserved region remain most effective indeed. Most reception-binding motif RBM directed monoclonal antibodies lost in vitro neutralizing activity against Omicron, with only 3 out of 29 MABs retaining unaltered potency. Furthermore, <laughs> a fraction of broadly neutralizing Sabercovirus MABs neutralized Omicron through recognition of antigenic sites outside the RBM. Furthermore, a fraction of broadly neutralizing Sarbecovirus MABs neutralized Omicron through recognition of antigenic sites outside the RBM, including Sartovimab, VR, sorry, VIR7831, S2X259, and S2H97. Epidemiology. On 26 November 2021, the South Africa National Institute for Communicable Diseases announced that 30,904 COVID tests in one day detected 2,828 new COVID infections, a 9.2 positivity rate. One week later, on 3 December 2021, the NICD announced that 65,990 COVID tests had found 16,055 new infections, 5.7 times as many as seven days before, positive rate 24.3%, and that 72% of them were found in Gauteng. This province of South Africa is densely populated at about 850 inhabitants per kilometer squared. Gauteng's capital of Johannesburg is a megacity, about 5.5 million inhabitants in the city itself, plus 9.5 million in the urban region. In November 2021, the transmissibility of the Omicron variant as compared to the Delta variant or other variants of the COVID-19 virus was still uncertain. Omicron is frequently able to infect previously COVID-positive people. It has been estimated that the Omicron variant diverged in late September or early October 2021 based on Omicron genome comparisons. Sequencing data suggests that Omicron had become the dominant variant in South Africa by November 2021, the same month where it had been first identified in the country. Phylogeny suggests a recent emergence. Data from South Africa suggests that Omicron has a pronounced growth advantage there. However, this may be due to transmissibility or immune escape related or both. Detectable changes in levels of COVID-19 in wastewater samples from South Africa's Gauteng province were seen as early as the 17th to the 23rd of October, week 42. The National Institute for Communicable Diseases reports that children under the age of two make up 10% of total hospital admissions in the Omicron port of discovery, Schwein, in South Africa. In the UK, the logarithmic growth rate of Omicron-associated S-gene target failure, SGTF cases over S-gene target positive SGTP cases was estimated at 0.41 per day, which is exceptionally high. Furthermore, by 14 December, it appears to have become the most dominant strain. Without presuming behavior change in response to the variant, a million infections per day by December 24th are projected for a 2.5 days doubling time. In Denmark, the growth rate has been roughly similar with a doubling time of about two to three days, with some geographical differences. 
it having reached about 39% of all COVID-19 cases on 14 December. Switzerland is not far behind, and neither is Germany. In Scotland, Omicron apparently became the most prevalent variant on 17 December. In Ontario, it became the most prevalent strain on 13 December. In the U.S., the variant appears to have become the most prevalent strain on December 13th, growing at 0.42 per day. This was one day before the CDC published the strain showed up in the variant surveillance. In Belgium, the strain may become the most prevalent around 25 December, and the, and the Netherlands appears to be on a similar path. Other countries may not have enough timely information as they may not use Thermo Fisher TechPath essay or equivalent for their PCR tests to indicate Omicron. Researchers recommend sampling at least 5% of COVID-19 patient samples in order to detect Omicron or other emerging variants. Data on the SGTF status of sampled cases in South Africa indicates a similar growth of 21% per day relative to Delta, generating an increased reproduction number by a factor of 2.4. Omicron became the majority strain in South Africa around the 10th of November. Another analysis showed 32% growth per day in Gauteng, South Africa, having become dominant there around the 6th of November. Statistics. The chance of detecting a case particularly depends on a country's sequencing rate. For example, South Africa sequences far more samples than any other country in Africa, but at a but at a considerably lower rate than most Western nations. Furthermore, it can take up to two weeks to return a viral sequence in places with the technical capability, hence solid statistics on confirmed cases lag the actual situation. Denmark and Norway regard cases found by their variant qPCR test, which is relatively fast and checks several genes, as sufficient for counting it as an Omicron, also before full sequencing. This has been the Wikipedia page for the SARS-CoV-2 Omicron variant, part three of four. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. To support the show, go to patreon.com slash podcast and find us on social media at Wikilisten and at wikilisten.com.